0: Hello and welcome to uh, Sheffield Hopcast. It is another bank holiday episode. It is becoming fast and furious at the uh, at the moment. So it's well, it's bank holiday Monday. So it's kind of the end of uh, the the hectic bank holiday weekend as we record this. So a perfect time to share a beer with friends. Uh, speaking of which, Laura. Hello. Hi. Uh, how? Um, I'm trying to spot what your attire is this oh, week. I'm going to need a bit of it, a bit of help on this one.
1: Brew York Beer Hall. Oh, that shirt.
0: Very discreet.
1: But I take advantage of um, being a bit on the chilly side. Does not feel like August whatsoever. Had the heating on on Saturday, which I was disgraced at myself, <laughs> but had to be done. It has uh, been, but, hasn't it this weekend. Yeah, but I thought at least it means I can. Uh, I think I've run out of t-shirts actually that I haven't worn yet on it, <laughs> so I thought I'll go for a jumper. So yeah, win win.
0: Good stuff. And uh, what about beer wise?
1: So because there wasn't a theme, I've gone a little bit wild card this week um, and brought Malt Garden, the Polish brewery. This bird can't fly, which I thought was kind of topical, seen as. I can't fly. Can't go anywhere. Would have been planning a holiday in the next couple of weeks for Jim's birthday. But, uh, yeah, stuck in the UK. So I thought, kind of topical. Uh, And it's prickly pear, kiwi and lime, pastry sour. And I don't think I've ever had a beer with prickly pear or kiwi in it before. Mm. I don't think I even really know what a prickly pear is. So uh, looking forward to cracking it open and giving this one a try. Do you think
0: you'll be able to taste the prickles
1: uh, I'm hoping it's not going to be physically prickly but I'll uh, I'll come back to you at the end of the episode James
0: mm, look, forward to, uh, look forward to hearing about it uh, right then Sean hello
2: hey hi everybody um, James that's a beer that you really should be supping that into that sounds right up your street
0: it, does, it sounds pretty good I think I've had a kiwi sour before and it worked really well and I was like why don't more people make kiwi sours I imagine yeah. probably really hard to do. I've
2: not had one, but I've not spoken to anyone that's not thought that that beer was amazing. Or, uh, so I think Laura's in for a special treat there. Um, so, yeah, end of the bank holiday. It's, it does feel a little bit end of the summer, doesn't it? Uh, even though the sun's out at the moment, it does feel as if we've uh, we've lost three weeks ago. We were all in 30 degrees and complaining about it. And, uh, the, summer, the summer's disappearing fast. We should also mention um, that Adam's disappeared for uh, a one bank holiday. Bank holiday, I think he's stuck in some pub. Is he somewhere having a family meal uh, on, a, on a bank holiday? So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll miss Adam this week. Um, I did the shameful thing a few weeks ago of using a new glass that I'd, I'd got from White First Brewery, but then at Penistone. But then didn't have a white face brewery beer. So I'm going to correct that. So I've gone for their um, relatively new, maybe it's released two or three weeks ago, amped up uh, IPA. And it's a Columbus fixed secret, uh, India parallel. And so trying to resurrect summer here in the Durham Valley.
0: Nice. Um, I have an almost identical glass to... Sorry, I had an almost identical glass to that that came from uh, this year's Indie Beer Feast, which uh, I think was probably the last beer event to take place probably anywhere in the country before um, lockdown. Um, And... my uh, my housemate smashed it over the weekend, accidentally, not kind of like argument related. So um, I, I'm looking very enviously at your glass there, Sean, because I no longer have. How do we just call that a tulip glass? Is that the correct phrasing for it? Oh,
2: Tulip's got a stem, I think. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. It, I'm sure it has a name. It, like
2: it does a have a name. It's like a
3: beaker, isn't it, really? Beaker's?
0: What
2: is it
3: Hannah?
0: Was, that was your it's name like a for a glass beaker, Sean. I don't know. Beaker.
3: Maybe. Beaker, yeah. I think Jason I think... man, to answer that question. He's. he's yeah. His beer glassware.
2: Laura is <laughs> pretty good on glassware, Laura, isn't it? What, what's What's it called? I don't know
1: was? what that is. I I'm not a. They look <laughs> lovely, but I just don't really think they're a. beer... you know we went to these because we didn't like. Yeah. Our, holding our. Yeah. Cold, fruit. yeah, our glass, yeah. yeah. With I'm also, uh, so we'll snacking tonight. Fruit. I don't know what they are actually.
2: I've got some peanuts. We were, we were sent some peanuts by a, a, a company called Beanuts, and uh, they do three flavors. And I'm on the Jalpino uh, crunchy peanuts. Mm-hmm. Our shadows round when we uh, we switch the cameras off.
0: (laughs) Galpino is the most Barnsley way of pronouncing that that (laughs) I could have possibly imagined you doing, Sean. Brilliant. (laughs) If you uh, if you're listening to the podcast version of this, you'll have have heard a voice in there that you well may not have recognised at first, and then thought that sounds familiar because uh, our guest this week on the Hopcast is. can I call you Hopcast Veteran? Is that, is that, is that fair? Joining us for uh, is it the second or third time that you've been on? No. Just, just, second, no. just
3: this the is second now. Just the second time.
0: So it's Hannah from Niepce Brewery. Brewery, uh, who actually last time you were on, I think it was um, mm-hmm. sitting in for me when I was on holiday. So this will be the first time we've done a podcast together. So it's yeah. great, to have you, uh, great to have you with us again. So what beer <laughs> are you going to be enjoying uh, this evening?
3: Well, I've gone more on the trad spectrum of things um, because I've got a great new local and that's the Raven in Walkley. So I've got one of their bottle conditioned beers um, and it's their Fern, which is just a very nice sort of 3.8% South Pacific hop tail. Um, and it's, it's really good on cask and it's really good in bottle too. So a winner.
0: Sounds excellent. Um, so that just leaves me, and um, I've probably gone down a fairly similar line to Laura here. Not quite as out there, but I've gone down the uh, Sour route, and this is a beer I've been quite excited about trying. So it's the uh, North and uh, Rise Up uh, Fruited Sour collab, Um with, um, what are they called? I can't find
2: it. Nip beer
0: there we go um so yeah being uh, I, I must admit i didn't get this from you sean because you'd sold out so i had to go to one of your competitors in order to uh to acquire the beer um don't worry maybe slightly foolishly picked this bearing in mind that it's seven percent and i'm up at three o'clock tomorrow morning i may live to regret that but kind of end of the summer feels like a perfect sort of beer just to kind of you know you sort of drag the last dregs out of summer a really fruity sour just does that really well so i am uh, excited to taste it i'm also very excited to see the color of it so uh, this should be uh, this should be good um hannah while we've got you talk us through kind of what your um last few months through lockdown and beyond have um, have have been like from from a brewery perspective and and from a personal perspective
3: Um, It's a good question. Um, I only returned to work three weeks ago um, and that's been using the flexible furlough scheme. So it's been gradually incrementing more and more that Gav's required me in. Thankfully, because beer cells have just started to really recover again as people are returning to pubs. But um, mostly my lockdown experience has been dog walking and growing veg in my garden. (laughs) (laughs) and drinking lots in fact actually have to say that abydale canned beer has got me through the lockdown and my husband because we've got a great little mini mart at the bottom at mailing bridge and they've been stocking a really good range of abydale canned beers and we've been snapping them up as soon as they (laughs) the shelves so that's basically kept us through um but yeah talking to my animals and gardening and finding lots of unused footpaths has been the majority of my lockdown
2: Tell us about your veg, Hannah. What's uh, what's been top dog in the veg patch this summer? I
3: think this year my buds were really, really good. I have to say, I've never bought seedling potatoes. This is probably really boring to loads of people. (laughs) (laughs) I chitted some that I got from Aldi Yonks ago when I was still working at Welbeck Abbey Brewery, and they just keep growing. (laughs) They just keep bringing in these buds. So it's been the best bag of tats that I've ever bought. (laughs) But other than that... um, my, I've bought some Japanese spring onions and they've been absolutely fantastic, really powerful and spicy. Um, and my courgettes have just been a winner. Mm.
2: <laughs> it's a shame there's been no uh, Walkley. Is it a Walkley show where you could have
3: no, showed your veg normally? You, you need but to organise Walkley to show. The point of being marrows or anything like that. Anyway, <laughs> <because> they <laughs> taste rubbish. <laughs> We've grown
1: one single tomato. Oh, I have one that's about to ripen.
2: <laughs> are you going to share it, Laura, or are you having that?
1: I think we'll probably diligently carve it up and have half each. I think, Sean.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's one more. <coughs> it's one more tomato than I've ever ever grown. So. You if anyone
3: adult. knows Janine and Dom, well, Janine from Ashover and Dom from Thornbridge, their allotment is the most productive thing I've ever seen. So mm. they're the winners. <laughs> yeah, definitely.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it seems to... The kind of spirit of everybody growing their own things, though, and learning more about veg and things like that, I really hope it's something that people carry on doing. Yeah. Um, kind of in the future, obviously, because... We I mean we've grown we've only grown little bits and Bob's like mainly salad y stuff, but we've not had very much time at all. But it's still just just something really nice, isn't there, about going to your garden and even if it is half a tomato that we share, I will be proud to eat that. Yeah. So I think it's it's quite a nice nice thing that sort of the nation has got a bit more into this year, I think, in terms of having a little bit more respect for your veg.
3: Yeah, and the mental health benefits from growing your own are astounding. So it's definitely kept some sort of rigidity about a routine from going outside and getting in the garden, you know, and spending a day working in the garden where I'd normally be at work. It's been a real productive thing for me. So,
2: How many people are up to and Hannah? Uh, Just a bit of background on that.
3: So there's Gavin. Gavin's the director and co-owner. Um, and then there's me, and I'm the only other employee. So we have Joe. Um, a lot of people know Joe Daw because one, she's a legend. Two, she works at the Sheaf mainly, but also the Wellington on a Saturday. Um, she does our deliveries for us. Yeah. Um, but you know, in terms of full-time employees, it's just me and Gav. So it's a lot to do. <laughs>
2: Are you a canning expert yet, Hannah?
3: Not yet.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Is it difficult or not?
3: Not so. You've just got to get a lot of your settings right and then it works for you nicely. I had a
2: can of your uh, ESUS yesterday. We were up in Chapel Town at the commercial.
3: Oh, yeah. And
2: uh, I'd had some Neeps and Blonde in Harley at the horseshoe prior to to that. And. for my last drink of the day, I had a can of ESUS. So it was excellent.
0: Lovely.
3: Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank what, that, God.
3: <laughs> <yeah>.
0: <laughs> that, be, before we move on from uh, veg, by the way, Sean, have you grown any veg? Is, is this, um, like, I can I, I, imagine I've, you I've, in, in later life with an allotment I've, and kind of going down that, that kind I've, of I've like I've grown
2: plenty of spuds uh, in, in my time so uh, I can join Hannah on the, the spud wagon. Um, <laughs> other than that, we've got some thyme. I can, I'm can i looking at my pot of thyme out in the garden currently. We've got some rosemary in the garden, which we use as well. Everything else is grass, James, I'm afraid.
0: <laughs> That's quite all right. I can just imagine you kind of going down the that that route of... Being on yeah. your allotment every day. You know, the no. kind of the guy that ju- reads the paper. He's a bit grumpy if anyone comes and talks to him, that kind of...
2: Actually, yeah, I, I would I would love an allotment, but only so as I go down, read the paper, have the radio on in the background and just faff about for a bit. The actual growing bit, me and Deborah are experts at killing plants. <laughs> so um, if anybody needs anything killing off in their garden... You just call us in and, and we'll pretend to try and uh, um, water it, but we'll, we'll kill it. Um, it's a natural ability that we've got.
0: Brilliant. And what, um, what radio station will you have on when you're doing this?
2: Um, if I was in a garden allotment, obviously different stations for different situations. Um, I'd probably have, um, well, I would want to listen to Test Match Special uh, in the summer It'd probably be Radio Four. I'm I'm gradually getting very very old by drifting from Radio Five Live um, to to Radio Four at the moment. James, James, moment, James, did you did you hear my voice went moment um, when I talked about Radio Four? Um, uh, I'm waiting for you to convert me to Heart FM or whatever. Uh, where where are, where are you on in the morning?
0: Uh, it's uh, heart, uh Northeast. Tomorrow. Ha,
2: no, yeah. No. So. so the, I mean, if you George don't in like
0: Newcastle or Sunderland. Joris will love you. It's Durham's digital James.
2: Real. You can listen to anything now, can't you?
0: Yeah, you can. I'm aware of that.
2: So probably Radio Four if I was going to pick. Answer your so like, original question. Well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Good stuff. Um, let's let's do our, what is now regular feature of um, pub update. So um, I'm going to come straight back to Sean actually because. Sean has been the member of the crew that has been boycotting pubs, albeit not necessarily deliberately. Oh. Um, and you were kind of toying with whether or not it was going to be happening last time that we were speaking, your first visit yeah, well, to
2: a pub. Yeah, we, well, me and Deborah had made a, p- a bit of a pact together that because we knew we were going on holiday. we have been on holiday since since the last one. Or we'd just come back. Anyway, we knew we were going on holiday, so we planned for our first uh, drink in a uh, UK-ish pub to be at a particular pub in Jersey when we went on holiday. So we'd got that as a bit of a plan and that worked. But subsequently, I went in Wath Tap um, middle of last week, just dropping some beer off. And so had a, a half of North Riding's chocolate Porter, uh, outstanding at Wath Tap. Um, I broke every rule in the book without really even thinking uh, and and uh, got told off in a nice way for walking up to near the bar and everything else. Um, so by the time we went out yesterday, I was uh, already thinking ahead. So we went to the Georgian Dragon at Wentworth, which is relatively local to us. Uh, had a, a Abidel Moonshine on cask there. Then we went to the Harley. Uh, excuse me, went to uh, the horseshoe at Harley, both operating track and trace system, I might add. Names, phone numbers, really well done. Uh, Had the Neep symbol on there, which was fantastic. Then we went down to the commercial in Chapel Town, track and trace again operating there, one-way system through the pub, lovely beer tables and that outside and down the back by the little brook. We then had a wander down to get a taxi later on into uh, the, the centre of Chapel Town. And it was a pretty much mayhem outside uh, the weatherspoons there. So it was a co- completely different, contrasting sort of feel to it all. There was a queue of maybe 20 outside there. Uh, the door guy was doing his best to sort of communicate what was happening to everyone. Um, but this was late afternoon on a bank holiday Sunday. And it was a little bit... Uh, What's the word? Let me think of a good word. Uh, uh, I'll come back to you on a good word, James, in a short while, for to describe that little lineup.
0: Uh,
2: Unsavoury. Been... Is that unsavory. all right?
0: Unsavoury. Okay. Right. Unsavoury.
2: Yeah. Yeah. There were a lot of people trying to get in and put him under a lot of pressure
0: right. to
2: uh, to let them in. The That's pub. a shame. Yeah.
0: That's a shame. i have not, not saying like that, but I no. a friend that lives in Chapertown just around the corner who says that pretty much since the day pubs reopened, that particular spoons in Chap mm. has just been packed day in. like even by i think 12 o'clock on the day pubs reopened that lunchtime it was just like chaos on the street outside and i don't think it's particularly calmed down since but that's a shame because i think certainly my experience everywhere has been quite the opposite in terms of everyone being very patient and very understanding and uh very respectful of staff kind of doing their best in what's dead trying circumstances
2: to be very fair to the wagon and horses when i've been in that previously um, that's probably one of the best weather spoons uh, I've ever experienced in terms of um, its its setup. So it was just a a bank holiday, bit of bank holiday madness. I think yesterday just getting to uh, get into everybody. But the other pubs were all truly outstanding, both with their beer and with the way they were operating things.
0: Good stuff, Laura. Been up to anything exciting?
1: Um, bits and bobs. We went to uh, commune last week. Uh, had a couple of beers from hot hideout and some food, which was great. Um, we've mainly been staying fairly local, so very similar to probably my last report. We've been back in the uh, and Dead Donkey, um, but haven't particularly ventured much further. Um, we did make it last week over to Kellam Island for the first time since um, since lockdown uh we actually went we took advantage of the eat out to help out scheme at pina um where we drank cocktails rather than beer uh which were absolutely excellent um but then uh took advantage of the fact that we were over there to nip to the crow uh which was lovely uh one of the pubs that I've been really really missing um so that was quite exciting to be uh felt quite far away from home um but uh yeah, I had an excellent sour while I was there. Um, I'd eaten too many tacos, so it took me absolutely ages to drink my beer, and I only managed to have one. But nevertheless, I very much enjoyed myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I um, I went to the exact same restaurant on uh, Friday evening, um in um P- pina. Would you call it pina, pin pina pina? Um, and James, I was super... James, I, think.
2: I think you'll find it's pina.
0: Pinya. Pinya. Um, <laughs> it has the the menu on the website is slightly different to the one that's actually in the restaurant itself when you get in, which is really annoying because they had cactus fries down as one of the starters, and I've been excited about it for about two weeks, and then weren't there. So I was fairly gutted about about that. Um, on that note, by the way, Laura is uh, is your beer particularly prickly?
3: No very smooth yeah. very smooth it looks amazing
0: mm. um hannah what's your kind of you mentioned about getting lots of um cans of Abbeydale from your uh local shop what 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 kind of yeah. you been up to since lockdown beer wise
3: um been keeping it fairly local to be honest as i mentioned the ravens are local so that's been really handy and they're managing um The distancing and track and trace excellently, I've got to say. We felt really comfortable going there. Um, We have gone to the Crow a couple of times. Yeah, twice I've been to the Crow. Um, I did pop down for the Vault City um, keg takeover, which was amazing. Um, And just it felt really nice to be drinking fantastic beer. And I had one of each that they had on. But the piece de resistance of lockdown has got to be a sneaky little two-night trip away to Scarborough, uh, where me and my husband stayed at the North Riding Hotel, which is owned by North Riding Brewery. And they've got it's their brew pub, basically. They've got a little kit downstairs. Um, and Stuart and Karen really know how to look after you. You know, the beer's fantastic that Stuart brews. I, I don't think I've ever met anyone that doesn't like North Riding beer. Um and and Karen runs a, a brilliant pub and hotel. So that was just excellent. Um, and, and we did drink a lot of beer. <laughs> did,
2: you, did you paddle in the sea, Hannah? I, I saw that yeah. you were predicting. Or did you do it? You did do it. Then. I did. I, I thought I went you'd been distracted.
3: Bay, but it's jellyfish season as well. And I hate jellyfish. Ah, right. I've been by them before. And it really hurts. <laughs> so I'm a bit of a wimp. <laughs> But um, yeah, went swimming in Caton Bay and then had, had a paddle in the North Bay in Scarborough, um, which was enough because I saw a few jellyfish around and got got the willies.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever done a, a collaboration with Stu? I know you've got a real close relationship, Neat End. And, and yeah, Jim, we did. Or... He
3: came to us. He still owes us one. If you're listening right. to it, you owe us. <laughs>
0: He
2: will be we're just waiting to this,
3: for the it. right time now. We've, it was on the cards for earlier on in the year, but we just moved sites with the brewery. It was all a bit chaotic. We couldn't really, you know, put ourselves down to anything. Mm. So um, yeah, hopefully, maybe the back end of this year or early next year, we'll be able to uh, go for our return collab at North Riding. More puddling. Yeah. To,
2: more uh... paddling. <laughs>
0: What what do your kind of brew plans for the next few weeks and months look like? Obviously, um, can beers came along, didn't they, during lockdown, and
3: um,
0: how how are things going to unfold?
3: For us, I mean, it's a bit different. We don't have many core beers. We've just got the blonde on cask, and now we've got a new beer, Elsis, on keg. That's our second ever um, permanent beer. So mostly, we're just trying to work through what hops come in and and come up with interesting recipes. Um, being a small team, we don't have a huge plan. Um, it's very different to what I was used to at Wellbet because they've got five, well they've got six core beers now. Um, so everything's meticulously planned in. Um, and partially that's down to Claire's excellent organisational <laughs> skills. But um at Neeps M we're a bit more laissez faire about it. You know, we know what we need to get in. And we know how long it's going to take to ferment. But then anything else we do, will just be playing around and, and seeing what works for us, really. Yeah, heard... Your names are
2: always, enigmatic, think, edematic, uh, Hannah. Yeah, where, where, yeah, the what's the origin of the names? names?
3: <laughs> you're not going to bring up what I think you're going to bring up, are you? Uh,
2: no, I, 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 it's an honest, fair, naive question. I have no idea what the what names are All referred right. Mostly, to.
3: Mostly mostly they refer to deities in some sense or Greek gods or goddesses. That's what Gav started off with. Right. Um, we did fall into a little bit of trouble did <laughs> you? the name of Gosh, go and wi-
0: Whisper
2: it to everybody.
3: <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> I, did, I didn't know about this. No,
3: I, I didn't Not every man it in to know about this. <laughs> <No.
0: laughs> Laura, do you know about
2: it?
1: I. Uh, yes
2: <laughs> so you you I can have, tell us yeah, you can I tell us without breaching any rules.
1: It was, I think it was only a little thing though I don't think it was a uh, no uh, we, we yeah.
3: offended um a particular man um that that lives in America in Nevada um but um we named our beer after um a Hindu god and he's highly revered um but it was more about the fact that we were doing quite a big IPA and we wanted it to be something that would be, you know, sort of celebrated and had greatness about it, It, you know, potentially an error, (laughs) but we've apologised.
1: It's hard though, isn't it? Because there's so many things that the meaning that you want to give to something, it's so easy for there to be other meanings that you might not be aware of or just you I think everybody just sees things so differently don't you it is yeah it's hard and you do have to kind of think about things that you would never have thought you needed to think about yeah. and obviously we <laughs> never
3: set out to offend anyone yeah, yeah, know, that's absolutely. the last thing we'd want to do so um it was uh we we learned our lesson and we shan't be doing it again <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh people are so easily offended. You you carry on, carry on. Um so I'm I'm interested to see whether any of us have um have got anything kind of booked in because you know there's kind of um bit of opportunity now, isn't it? Start you know planning ahead a little bit and maybe the odd little escape here and there and a little a little adventure here and there. I've got a weekend in Glasgow hopefully in October to look forward to which would be um be exciting. Um Laura, anything in your kind of calendar for the for the coming weeks?
1: Um we've got a couple of nights away to a little um Top gypsy caravan coming up. Wow been, in a place that Literally nobody I've spoken to has ever heard of before, called English Frankton. Nope. Uh, that's it's in the absolute middle of nowhere. And, uh, <laughs> it sounds like the
0: prologue of a of a horror movie, doesn't it? <laughs> well, it's I mean, off grid. We should have known when no one made <laughs> it. And it's um,
1: it's I think it's in Cheshire, but I'm not quite sure. Um, and um, yeah, it's just this little off grid like camping but a bit posher site um where it sounds delightful it's a, a couple that run in they've got a little small hold in and they're completely self-sufficient on meat and vegetables on there and they make all they make their own things out of willow and uh you know it's all very uh it all sounds very wholesome uh so we're only going for a couple of nights but just kind of Get uh but it's fairly near um a pub that i am hoping to get to on the way there all the way back which i think has been in the good beer guide for the last like 27 years it's called the Burt paw um in Nantwich. um so um it's a pub that i've heard quite a lot about that's got quite a lot of sort of provenance about it um but i've never been so hopefully going there so Not, it's not the most exciting trip away ever, but um, it's somewhere new, and uh, you know, uh, get to do something a little bit different. I've never stayed in a gypsy caravan before, so
0: no, that sounds great. It
1: should be nice. The kind of thing my mum
0: would love to do that. And as you were describing that, and you refer to it as wholesome, and I was thinking Blair Witch Projects. So uh, one of us is going to be no, right. Um,
1: when we were looking at on the pictures on the website for it, one of them is a screenshot of a map where English Frankton is. But the lady who's taken the screenshot has left the search that she was doing in the bar, and it's for a gun shop. <laughs> <laughs> so... If I'm not here on the next episode, <laughs> you might need to worry about me. But no, I'm sure mm. she seems she seems lovely. So uh, I good.
2: think you probably get some good tomato growing tips from this yeah, lady. I, so. yeah, yeah. I hope so. Yeah. I bet she shoots good. tomatoes every morning <laughs> just to spite people who can't grow them.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that's oh, it yeah. for our kind of uh, future plans just for the moment. We're, uh, I'm still just a little bit wary of booking anything too far in advance, and definitely do not want to go abroad at the moment. Um, I'm a nervous traveller at the best of times, so the thought of having um, potential last-minute changes and things to worry about is uh, just a position I don't really want to put myself in just yet.
0: No, I'm with with you on that, and um, the what we've seen with that um, flight from wherever to Cardiff. Uh, last that, week, that, kind of like anti- a bit, a bit, a bit scary, isn't it? That, that's not that's not very particularly pleasant. That's all the stuff that people have been worrying about with flight. It's like if one person's got it and all that kind of <clears> stuff. <throat> um, Sean, what about you?
2: Just to book that trend, we've got everything booked for the next twelve months. So I'll go through everything with you. <laughs> so four weeks today, I will be sat in. Oh, excuse me, we will be sat. I will be sat there drinking North Riding Moorick Pale. Uh, Devil, Beyond, and Colonel, Pale or IPA, and the North Road right, in Scarborough, going to Scarborough for a couple of nights um, uh, at the end of September. We're also booked in Brussels and Bruges at the end of October, but the um, two-week running um, um, COVID rate in Belgium is just increasing as it is across most of Europe. They're a mile off getting back into the air bridge status with the UK. So uh, we've been pondering that, Laura, this morning, the the uh, and moving things and all the rest of it. So we'll probably end up not going there. So definitely Scarborough in four weeks, possibly Belgium in eight weeks. And then we've, also, we've already booked um, to go back to Jersey and then probably France as well next summer will get added to it. So... Uh, I do like to book ahead, James. I do like to get things planned in. It's my old travel agent uh, instinct, you see.
0: Did you used to be a travel agent?
2: Me and Deborah used to be uh, uh, used to both be travel agents. Yeah. And, Is this uh,
0: how you met?
2: Uh, I um, on the twenty uh, something of February nineteen eighty four. I have a diary that says 11am Deborah Jackson and that was for uh, an interview so that's how we met (laughs) (laughs) so uh, Deborah got the job yeah Deborah got the job and uh, so so um, we both worked in the travel industry which is why I went into teaching tourism and that at Barnsley College uh, subsequently yeah so we do like to book things
0: it makes it's good to have stuff to look forward to. I'm I'm yes, just reeling from from this shock revelation. Was this common knowledge before? Just now,
2: what? Which is the shock?
0: That that you were a travel agent.
2: <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, it it is common knowledge. Yeah, and that you I interviewed.
0: Worked. Did you interview Deborah for for a job in travel, or did you interview her to be your wife? Was that how you? No, no, it?
2: no, no. It was it was for a job in travel, oh. and uh, so. Um, so yeah, it's common knowledge. Yeah, totally. I used to work for a travel agency in, in Mumwell who who expanded quite a bit and did really well. So just dropped on lucky that in my home little um, village stroke town, there was a travel company. I wanted to be a weatherman uh, when I was a young, young lad, a weather person, but uh, subsequently went into travel and... Uh, and then ended up in beer, of course. So. so that's why I mentioned Zanti earlier. I've been keeping an eye on that. Uh, earlier today, there's anti flying to Cardiff. So we still like aeroplanes and all the rest. Of it. I'm not a train spotter though. We still yeah. like to watch for aeroplanes.
0: That's cute. That's very cute. I'm,
2: I'm glad. It, I'm glad it's amazed you, James.
0: I t- I don't know why I find it so amusing. I just love the fact that he used to be a travel agent. Sean the travel agent. Brilliant. Uh, Hannah, any have you got any plans or any revelations on previous jobs that you'd like to share with us? <laughs> I
3: certainly Come on, won't share Come on. any revelations on previous <laughs> jobs. <laughs> um, I think really we are going to Louth next weekend. All right. At um, Brackenborough where we got married for Bungle step uncle's. 60th birthday. That's a bit of a mouthful. Um, and uh, other than that, nothing really. I haven't seen my dad and dad since February. Um, so I might try and get in some kind of sneaky trip to Scotland to see the parents. But uh, other than that, no, not really. I think we're both reliant to the fact that we're not really going anywhere. And uh, with all these sort of travel implications, I just, I'm, I'm similar to Laura. I get really stressed out anyway. Um, with, I, d- I don't mind flying. I just get very stressed out with connections and stuff like that. And if anything changes, I find it very stressful. So I, don't, I think I'd be, I wouldn't be able to relax if I was going abroad, knowing that anything could change. And I, uh, I I'd, I'd certainly wouldn't uh, find the having to uh, self isolate. For two weeks afterwards uh productive for myself, I mean lockdown on its own has been challenging, but um staying indoors for two weeks without going outside at all would yeah i I would be climbing the walls
2: How did uh, your parents move to Scotland or did you move down from Scotland? Can you give James yeah, any glasgow, any glasgow tips Are they no Lancashire?
3: no they're um near Perth now, but they're from Lancashire, so um, yeah, the wrong side of the Pennines for many. But uh, <laughs> all of my family are Lancastrians, and all of my husband's family are uh, well. The majority aren't at all, but he's uh, a very patriotic Yorkshireman.
2: <laughs> Hannah, when we when we record all our saves, you you and and Jonah. You're still the poshest sounding customers that we're ever oh, likely yeah. to ever have.
3: And Lord,
2: <laughs> oh, Lord and Lady Bolton Lord I don't really time.
3: name. That's why. No, it's, <laughs> I it's like good. I <laughs> <laughs> so We fused them together and, and made it posh sounding. But really, it's just because I'm stubborn.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um,
2: and do you
3: like winding me up for being posh, Sean, as well? Let's be fair.
2: No. Well, I'm from Barnsley, so you you are posh. So take it from me.
0: <laughs>
3: Can you imagine what you'd have been
0: like if you'd have turned up to book a holiday with him in 1984?
2: <laughs> James, I, I, I could I, actually. James, I, I, a nice little Greek island for you would suit you. Actually, I could sort you. I'd sort you that out. No problem at all.
0: Deal. I'm sold. I'm sold. <laughs> um, right then, let's talk about the beers. Sean, what's it like?
2: Um, it's soft. Um, it's hoppy. Nice juiciness to it um the, the um there are rumors of potential expansion for White Fist in Penniston so that's worth keeping an eye on there'll be some news and and things announced over the next few weeks but uh, White Fist are a brewery that are uh, are going places so i'm glad glad that I've managed to get a glass and and, and a few of their early beers good stuff brilliant uh nice um
0: the um North, triple-fruited, rise-up, fruited-sour, which is a mouthful, which, by the way, I didn't mention. I assume most people know, but it's peach and cherry, and I think there's two different. There's, like, sweet cherry and sour cherry um he i can't believe that it's seven percent because it just it almost tastes like pop it's ridiculous uh but it's lovely and it's actually very very smooth and i expect it to be really sharp and it's it's not at all it's it's actually not very sour um but very incredibly pleasant and um i'm enjoying it very much Um, laura what's your story of the sour
1: it's really good. I feel like anybody that's watching this, every time I've drank it, I've gone... <laughs> and, you know, there's been some kind of lip smacking or whatever going on because it's just... It's so tasty. Like It's really fragrant, really, really fruity, got a nice level of tartness to it. Um, I'm guessing the fragrantness is the prickly pear? Um, but I think it, it does taste like kiwi as well. Um, it's really good. I've got another one that's... Um, Guava, passion fruit, lime, and coconut. I think so. I'm uh, even more excited to drink that one now. But yeah, it's five and a half percent, and it's described as a pastry sour, and it's got no lactose in it, and it's not very. Um, it's obviously sweet from the fruit, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't have got pastry if it didn't say pastry. So I'm not really sure what that kind of means, um, but um, it's delicious.
2: It means an extra pound on the price of the can. <laughs>
1: like a kind of meringue tart kind of pastry if i had to put pastry to it um but yeah really really good
0: Brilliant. good stuff and hannah
3: yeah mine um to be fair this bottle of fern is pretty much exactly as it tastes from the cask and it's bottle conditioned and um i can't really go wrong with it it's I've sort of, if they've got it on in the Raven, I'll drink that because I know it's sessionable and they've got, they tend to have some quite strong ABV keg stuff on and I can't, you know, can't keep drinking those. They had hop smash on from Abidale recently and I'm afraid one pint of that and I'm like, Bleh. <laughs> but I mean, it's so delicious at the same time, but my goodness, <laughs> I don't know where I am. So it's good to have something that I know is really good on the bar and that I can take away now as well. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's billed as a Pacific Pale Ale. It doesn't tell you what hops are in it, uh, I don't think. But um, it's just, it's delightfully sort of bitter, but it's got a freshness to it. And to be honest, that's what I kind of look for in a cask beer. I don't want it to be too challenging. So um, I'm really happy with it.
2: Now, at, is it right that the the same so the same ownership of the Raven uh, also the on Bar- the Wisewood Inn as well? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and the yeah.
3: Wisewood's where they've got the brewery as well.
2: That's it. Yeah, it's Adam's local who he's he's a big fan of that.
3: Yeah, I bet he is. <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. so it sounds like we're all fans of our beers which is uh, which is good uh, one thing that remains for us to do which is uh, to have our beer selfie taken so uh, if you hold your cans and if there's anything left in your glasses which I've got a little bit left there so uh, and then some nice big smiles and that'll do us fine brilliant well Hannah thank you for joining us Thank you for
3: having me again.
0: Laura, I hope you do return next time and um, that you're not <laughs> killed in some woods. And Sean, I'll give you a call to discuss my holiday plans for summer 2021.
2: Great times, Jim. No deposit. Uh, have you got world. the new brochures yeah, in no yet? Are they... in. Yeah, we, we, we have. Yeah, we, we put our beer on them on the, uh, the floor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Brilliant. Well, um, love to see you guys again. And uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Bye for now.
2: Ciao.